Welcome to You Talks, brought to you by State of You. So hi, I'm David Quart. I'm a social media intern at Kids Right, and I've been asked to host this podcast with uh, Ujwal Dubey today, who's one of the well dedicated authors of the Kids Right Index. Ujwal, would you like to introduce yourself a bit? Yes, thank you so much, David. Uh, I am Ujwal Dubey. I am a consultant with the Kids Rights Foundation, and I've been involved in the process of making Kids Rights Index for this year. Mm-hmm. So starting off with a bit of a more broad question, could you describe in uh, a sentence what the Kids Rights Index actually is? Yes, so the Kids Rights Index is an annual report that ranks countries around the world based on how they respect and protect the rights of the children. The Kids' Rights Index presents an accessible, general, and uh, comparative overview of state performance on selected children's rights. Uh, Besides this, it also creates a basis for making concrete and evidence-based recommendations on how governments might improve on various children's rights matters. Now, could you briefly describe a bit of the process that goes behind creating the Kids' Rights Index? Yes, of course. So uh, the Kids' Rights Index uh, report is actually prepared, uh, first of all, uh, by the Kids' Rights Foundation, which is based in Amsterdam and in collaboration with Erasmus University. So uh, the researchers and the professors from Erasmus University, along with the team of Kids' Rights, uh, analyze the collected data and uh, then we analyze the data and we write the report we score the countries based on it and we see how well they are doing in different children's rights interesting um could you tell us a bit how long the whole process takes yes the long the whole process actually uh, takes around uh, six to seven months so uh, and uh, the report that we make is based on the data of the previous year. So the data collection starts earlier. Uh, so if we talk about the report for 2023, the data collection started in uh, late 2022, which we then analyzed for uh, next uh, three to four months and then wrote the report. Okay, interesting. Now, could you tell us a bit about the different domains of the Kids Rights Index? Maybe start with explaining what a domain actually is. Yes, so the domains actually are, you can see domains as categories. And Mm -hmm. uh, it is important uh, that we understand domains as categories because domains also has indicators. And you can uh, say that indicators are different factors which are measurable factors. And uh, we, they they have quantitative scores based on that we uh, we get an average for the category or the domain so that we have mm-hmm. five different domains uh, that uh, we collect the data and analyze it on uh, they are life health education protection and enabling environment for children's rights interesting okay. Um, so other than yourself, who is involved in the preparation of the report? Pardon me, could you repeat the question, David, please? So other than yourself, who is involved with the preparation of the report? 
uh, other than me uh, from the kids rights uh, foundation from the kids rights team it is uh, me and then my colleague avinash uh, mm -hmm. who are um, involved in this uh, from erasmus we have uh, professor karen arts and uh, also uh, professor philip hans who are actively involved in uh, analyzing and writing the report okay now going back to the previous question um i heard some talks about the possible introduction of or the well the concerning of a new domain related to climate change can you tell us a bit about that yes of course so this year uh, we have tried to uh, include climate change as a new domain and mm -hmm. uh, we have been planning to do it for quite a while now. Last year, we also attempted, but uh, due to lack of data, we could not uh, compare the climate change data with the rest of the domains uh, or the total ranking of the countries. This mm -hmm. year, uh, we were able to collect the data uh, for uh, uh, around 163 countries. Uh, and based on that, uh, Although we have not included climate change uh, in the total kids' rights uh, ranking or the uh, the index ranking, but we have compared it separately to see how it affects the scores and the ranking of the countries when we add the available data to the kids' rights index. And um, we have compared also the cluster changes. Clusters are basically uh, categories in which some countries fall. So if a group of countries are falling in one cluster it means they are doing they are performing at the same level and we have seen this year uh, as you will see in the kids rights index report that uh, the introduction of climate change as domain six has affected the ranking and scoring of countries drastically okay can you tell us in what ways climate change might have affected the ranking of countries Yes, so uh, what we did this year, the data that we have collected uh, of, uh, on climate change domain is uh, from the climate risk index that was uh, released by the United Nations. Uh, based on that, uh, we have taken the scores uh, and, and uh, the professors from Erasmus, they have come up with an algorithm uh, with the help of which we can calculate uh, how the score of climate change is affecting uh, the total ranking of the countries. So, for example, uh, you will see that the uh, many African countries and Asian countries, uh, they drop in the rank uh, when the climate change is included with the total ranking or the total score of those countries. And uh, also with the introduction of climate change, because climate change is very important because it is very actively affecting uh, the rights of the children, many different kinds of rights of the children. And uh, it has to be one of the main categories or the domains, as we call it, uh, because uh, if climate change is not included in uh, the total ranking or we don't have the scores for it, it is very difficult to find out how the holistic uh, realization of children's rights is happening in any single country around the world. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay, so you mentioned that um, climate change couldn't be included as a domain in the current issue of the Kids' Right Index because there wasn't enough available data, right? Yes. Do you have any true. idea when this domain actually can be implemented into the report? Uh, it actually depends upon uh, 
when the data is available. Uh, also, the Committee on the Rights of the Child is actively asking all the countries mm -hmm. to make available on, especially on climate change. But uh, there are still some countries that are unable to uh, submit the data or, or record the data on climate change. But I think it is improving also because of uh, the COVID pandemic in the past years, the data collection uh, process was hampered in a lot of countries. Uh, but I think there is hope going forward. And I would say in coming years, uh, hopefully we will be able to uh, include climate change in the total index. Okay, thank you. So uh, in terms of the kids' right index, what would you say that makes it unique from other indexes? Yes, so the Kids Rights Index is actually the first of its kind index and it gathers and analyzes the data on children's rights, as I told you, from all over the world. Mm -hmm. For this Kids Rights Index, one of the most unique things is that uh, we have uh, achieved an almost universal coverage by including 193 countries. The first Kids Rights Index uh, was published in 2013 <clears throat> and since then, the Kids Rights Index report has constantly progressed in including more reliable and available data. Uh, I told you that there are five domains, right? Life, health, education, mm -hmm. and enabling environment. So one of the very distinctive, one very particular uh, distinctive feature of the index is the domain five, which is the enabling environment for children's rights. It basically means uh, that this domain charts in particular how the states are faring in creating the conditions that need to be in place for realizing children's rights or for making child rights policies uh, and putting them into effect or implementing them. Another unique feature of KRI is the analysis of performance of the countries that we do. It creates a basis for making uh, evidence-based recommendations on how the governments might improve on various children's rights in their respective countries. Okay. Do you maybe have some <laughs> examples of the impact that the KRI has actually had? Uh, yes, of course. So uh, the impact that the uh, Kids Rights Index uh, has is, uh, first of all, when the con uh, Kids Rights Index can be, uh, I have to tell you, it can be used by anyone that is interested in understanding and safeguarding children's rights. Uh, through this report, uh, there's, we can see a clear result of this report is that over time, the Kids Rights Index has established itself as a reliable source to understand the situation of children's rights across the world and to understand to what extent various countries are fulfilling their commitments under the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child. We are also very grateful that this has resulted in an ever-increasing level of media coverage, which helped to draw attention to and trigger debates uh, on the state of children's rights. Our engagement, our, the active engagement the Kids Rights Index and Kids Rights Foundation has with various relevant actors uh, uh, including government officials and policy officers, uh, the United Nations Committee on the Rights of the Child, members of parliament, professionals that are involved in social work, education, and other important services for children, let's say journalists as well, and the staff of children's rights and NGOs. 
this has created a valuable space for exchanging views and mutual learning. It has been very amazing to experience what a level of curiosity and interest one can trigger by publishing ranking, comparing nearly all states in the world on their right, child rights performance. And we also have had the privilege of being requested to render advice on how to interpret kids rights index results and which action lines emerge from them to government institutions for for example in iceland in saudi arabia and also united arab emirates thank you very much so in the beginning you mentioned that you'd like the kids right index to be available for everyone to be used right um is there maybe a more simplified version of the index that is more appropriate for children for example Yes, uh, like I said, the report is accessible to everyone. We want it to be accessible to everyone. So uh, we have made a child friendly version of the report so that the children are able to access and understand it easily. Kids rights strongly believes in the principle of child participation. And therefore we want children to stay informed and be able to use the report and the information they gather to advocate for the promotion and protection of their rights. That's great to hear. Well, as the author or one of the authors of the report, could you maybe mention some highlights this year's report? Yes, of course, this year's report uh, is going to be very in, a very interesting one. Uh, like I already told you, we have included eight new countries due to availability of new data, and we have expanded mm -hmm. this to 193 countries. But also along with this, we were able to assess 22 countries based on the new concluding observations uh, that they received these 22 countries they received the concluding observations by uncrc in 2022 this year we have seen drastic changes in the ranking of some countries for example sweden has jumped to number one and thereby it overtook the place of iceland which had held this position for the past four consecutive years Due to receiving new concluding observations from CRC in 2022, the Netherlands dropped from its fourth place in 2022 to 20th in 2023 this year, while Ukraine, despite the ongoing war, improved its rank from 84th in 2022 to 26th in 2023. So you can see what drastic changes we have noticed this year. Besides this, in last year's report, like I told you, I was talking to you about climate change. So in last year's report, we promised that we will be trying to incorporate a new domain on climate change. So mm -hmm. fulfilling our promise, this year's report, we were able to collect data on climate change and compare it with the ranking of countries to find out their overall performance. We were not able to include climate change domain in the overall ranking, like I told you, because the data on climate change is missing for some countries. However, we still made a comparison to see changes in this year's report. Yeah, so uh, uh, there are more specific changes in uh, particular domains and categories, which uh, I can discuss with you further going. But yes, please, your comment first. Yes, as I was saying, that is great to hear. I heard you mention some sources before. Could you maybe expand more on the process of how the different sources are used 
to well, construct the kids rights index? Yes, definitely. We use three different sources uh, to collect the data. Uh, one is UNICEF, which is the United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund. Then we have UNDP, which is the United Nations Development Program and the concluding observations of UNCRC, the United Nations Committee on the Rights of the Child. So these are the mm -hmm. three sources that we use to collect the data and uh, analyze it and make the Kids Rights Index report. Thank you. I believe you were mentioning the domains before I accidentally cut you off. Would you like to expand more on that? Yes, uh, we have also noticed uh, some very uh, significant changes in particular domains. So, for example, if I start uh, with the first domain, which is life, Cuba and Peru have seen the highest fall in their ranks. We learned that Niger also recorded an increase in under five mortality by 49% and became the country with the highest under five mortality rate of all. If we go to domain health, which is the second domain, we already see that the aftermath of COVID-19 pandemic, where most of the countries are suffering from the crunch of the healthcare system. Uh, we see that the Democratic Republic of Korea and Myanmar are examples among countries that have highest number of zero dose children due to the stress on healthcare system. If we talk about the protection of children, this year's report finds out that many countries have worsened in child labor. Belarus fell by 38 ranks because child labor in Belarus tripled. Similarly, in Colombia and Venezuela, there was also an increase in child labor. Uh, Vietnam, however, bringing optimism to the gloomy situation shows that uh, the child labor actually reduced in uh, Vietnam by almost 50%. Also, if I talk about education, then in terms of education, we see significant progress in performance of several countries, which is a very positive development. Fiji, Jamaica, Republic of Moldova, uh, Trinidad and Tobago and Turkmenistan have shown significant improvement in their ranking in education domain. That's great to hear. Um, I'm sure we've all experienced the effects of Corona, you as well as the listeners. Can you maybe reflect a bit on that and how that has affected some of the rankings in the Kids' Rights Index? Yes, in a past, in previous reports, we actually, uh, the context, uh, that we had put was uh, the impact of COVID-19 pandemic continuously for the past few years. One of the biggest effects that the COVID-19 pandemic had and which is also very evident in the Kids' Rights Index is on the healthcare system. Like I just mentioned uh, that many countries are, uh, the children in many countries are missing on immunization. Uh, they are also lacking basic healthcare facilities because uh, COVID-19 had a very negative impact on the healthcare system all around the globe. But what we see this year is uh, there, are, there have been more crises that have come up. As the world is recovering, we are still recovering from COVID-19 pandemic. Many countries are still in uh, very uh, delicate situations uh, after the pandemic. And we have seen in the past year that many other crises have also come up. So 
I will introduce you now to uh, this uh, one term that uh, the context of this kids rights index that we have term uh, we have uh, called uh, taking the meaning from UNICEF as polycrisis. So what polycrisis actually is uh, the term polycrisis means you have many problems or many crises happening at once. These multiple crises cause both simultaneous and successive impact and shocks and have strong interdependencies between them, which makes it harder to recover from the shocks and exposure. So in 2022, all over the world, the children suffered the impacts of multiple and often mutually reinforcing crises. Crises that were brought among other things by the interplay of the COVID-19 pandemic, the war in Ukraine and the related energy, food and cost of living crisis and climate change, for example. Then mm -hmm. besides this, you see there were, uh, uh, you might have heard there were flash floods in Pakistan. Then there was a total ban on girl education mm -hmm. beyond grade six or primary school, as we say in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And then more recently uh, in early 2023, the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Then we also recently saw how the conflict in Sudan is affecting the population there. So these are all examples of different recent crises that have severely impacted the rights of the children in more specific locations in different parts of the world. And clubbing it with the already the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic, it has made it worse for the children in various countries to recover from it and it has left them in very vulnerable situations. Okay. <clears throat> Would you say that the polycrisis are a new development in terms of kids' rights around the world? Or was this also maybe an issue in previous reports? But uh, so not in previous reports. Okay. So it's a new uh, development you would say? Yes, because uh, uh, we have seen that uh, it. We have uh, kept the context uh, as of polycrisis this year because uh, after the COVID nineteen pandemic, like I told you, it has been. Uh, it is not so common that we see one crisis after the other coming and affecting the children and preventing them from recovering from the shocks and exposures. But the recent events, like I told you, uh, in Pakistan, the flash floods in Pakistan, the Ukraine war and uh, uh, the ban on girl education in Afghanistan, it all happened in past year. And this has affected the children all around the world globally. So you can see the, the war in Ukraine, especially affecting uh, all the European countries and the children living in European countries. And uh, the flash floods in Pakistan, uh, it was noticed uh, that the, uh, according to the news, uh, around 27,000 schools were washed away by the flash floods in Pakistan. So you can see how uh, it will impact the education further. 27,000 schools, uh, just uh, making them again, the infrastructure is not an easy job. And for a country uh, which is already suffering from the economic crisis after the COVID-19 pandemic, so this all clubbed together in past uh, one year or two years, this has become a bigger problem. Interesting. And could you maybe 
um, expand a bit on how children or others could use the Kids Rights Index to um, try to advocate for these issues? Yes, of course. Uh, like I told you, we already made a child-friendly uh, child version of the report, and the main purpose of making the child-friendly version of the report is so that the children can understand and use it if they want. So through this report, the children can see how their respective countries are performing in children's rights overall, as well as in specific children's rights. This will help them identify the growing problems in their own country so that they are informed enough to be able to advocate and lobby for their rights and raise their voices on the issues that directly or indirectly affect them. Moreover, they can also compare the situation of children's rights in their own country with other countries around the world so that they can find out how children's rights can be improved. Great. Can you think of any examples of children advocating using the Kids' Rights Index? Yes, of course. Uh, advocating is uh, a very uh, wide area. Uh, and uh, one of the examples that I can tell you is uh, children, uh, children will read the report, for example. Uh, they will see if in one country uh, that uh, if one country is not doing uh, very good uh, for say in protection in in the category or the domain mm -hmm. protection so when the children have that kind of knowledge uh, when after reading the report they would know that uh, how the lack of protection in their country is affecting their rights by this they can contact uh, they can contact the local authorities they can do campaigns they can do small projects uh, to make their voice heard in 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 many countries now there's a concept of child parliament uh, which is on uh, uh, local uh, community levels and also even in national levels uh, child parliament so when the children are informed enough when when they know what is lacking what what children's rights need to be improved it would it would help them uh, go to the uh, people responsible to the state and ask for their rights and and to to advocate for them to to lobby for them so this is how uh, this is one of the examples that how the kids rights index report can help the children advocate and lobby for their own rights and raise their voices all right so yeah. how would you say that the kids rights index promotes child participation uh kids rights index and uh above kids rights index the whole kids rights foundation like i told you our principles are actually based on uh, uh, child participation values and this principle of child participation the values of child participation we draw from the united nations convention on the rights of the child article 12 of this convention uh, promotes uh, child participation by child participation we mean that the children should be informed enough so that they are able to engage for the promotion and protection of their own rights. So how Kids Rights Index helps in child participation is uh, child uh, Kids Rights Index, like I told you, we have also made a child-friendly version this year. So we want children to be able to stay informed enough about uh, their countries are performing in uh, different uh, areas of children's rights. 
when they have this knowledge they will be able to uh, maybe connect more with uh, their community the uh, the stakeholders that are responsible for upholding and protecting the rights of the children moreover once they have this kind of information uh, about how their countries are performing in children's rights it will help them take action on it so like i told you kids rights uh, foundation our work the whole uh, work we do in the uh, in kids rights foundation is based on the main principle of child participation we have uh, our program the state of youth program and uh, the action program under which we uh, encourage children all over the world to uh, identify children's rights issues in their own country and uh, we encourage them and uh, mentor them to work on it themselves and uh, in in this process we give them the resources all the resources that we can so kids rights index is actually complements our uh, uh, action program as well because when the children read the kids rights index they will uh, be able to identify easily what uh, children's rights issues are more pressing in their community or or in their country and they will be encouraged to take action on it which they can also do through our organization like i told you through our action program yes thank you very much for your time Ujua. it was great getting some more insight on the kids right report talking about the sources the impact it has um the different highlights of the report um i want to also thank the listeners as well for tuning in you can check out the state of youth social media and the kids right index or the kids right social media sorry to get more tips and tricks about the kids right index and of course to read the index itself thank you Thank you so much, David, for having me for this uh, episode on the Kids Rights Index. And uh, I hope uh, it's a fruitful one for everybody, for all the listeners uh, of this podcast. Yes, Thank I you. hope so as well. Thank you.